I'm thankful I've had the opportunity to work with you, Dr. Maisha, because I appreciate your grounded perspective when it comes to mindset and medicine. I hope that your audience will enjoy our time together because we had an opportunity to talk about COVID and the coronavirus and how it impacts us and really the impact fear has on our lives and on our ability to do our best and be our best. So I look forward to being able to work with you again and to just be out here in these streets giving wisdom and love as much as we can. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Happy Tuesday. Dr. Maisha here. And by now, you know, we are coming on the tail end of our Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box anniversary celebration. And today I'm refeaturing a podcast that's very near to my heart, just because of where we are at the time. Um, my interview with Sarita Ibrahim, we talked about how we um, manage and and take care of ourselves during these times of um, racial tension and how the trauma affects our lives. So I'll let you hear it from Sarita and you all enjoy this re-feature. Welcome back, Tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. All right, y'all, we are with here um, on a bonus episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. And I am here with uh, one of my friends and colleagues, and um, we are about to have an interesting conversation. So first of all, I want to welcome Sarita Ibrahim. Hey, Sarita. Thank Hello. you. Yes, thank you so much for like coming on at such short notice. Um, you know, we were having this conversation, y'all, about this whole um, thing that's been going on with the coronavirus and the closing of schools. And, you know, I was, it started because I was at Costco and, <laughs> and at 10 o'clock in the morning to do my regular Friday shopping. And it was like mayhem, like this is like doomsday shopping. And then we got into this conversation of fear and um, Sarita, you can tell, tell the audience more about what you do. But what, what I know about Sarita is you know, she has, her background, she's a, she's a therapist and background similar to mine, psychology. Um, we talk background in hypnosis and NLP. So we got to talking about the power of language. And I just like, I was like, you know what? This belongs on the podcast. So Sarita, first of all, I want to welcome you and just like tell us a little bit about what you do, what you focus in. Um, and then let's, you know, let's, let's dig into it, man. 
I love it. I'm so grateful that you asked me to come on this podcast and share with you. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. As a therapist, um, my background is specifically focused on trauma. That is my specialty. Mm -hmm. And in talking about trauma, people have some misconceptions because the word is being thrown around. Um, But it's really on understanding how your experiences, especially the painful experiences, impact your mind and body. It it impacts how you perceive the world, how you filter the world, how you engage in your relationships. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that really is centered around fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's what happens when you've experienced trauma. The part of your brain that is responsible for kind of regulating and processing and addressing trauma in the external world becomes hyper vigilant. That's why what we hear about people who have been diagnosed with PTSD. Mm. So that that's my focus. And that my goal is to continue to expand in the area of trauma and educating people so that they know how their mind and bodies are affected. I love it. And you know, I'm all about that mind body connection. That's like, I think that's like how we really connected and really gel, you know, we started talking about the mind body stuff and we'll be on the phone for two and three hours, you know, <laughs> but you know, we were, we're having this conversation. And, um, one of the things that came up that I was sharing with you was like, you know, is our, 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 does fear begin to influence fact and, and how, how is that? So, you know, one of the things that I was saying was that, you know, there's a lot of talk about, the impact that this whole situation with the coronavirus is having, not only on um, the healthcare workers, on the, the, the community, but also on the economy. And I was talking to um, this, this one friend of mine and she was talking about, oh, the economy is going to tank or the economy is tanking. And I was like, oh, let's, let's not, let's, let's be careful with our words. You know, it's the same thing I tell my son, be careful with your words. <laughs> and because of my background with NLP, like one of the things that came to me is like, I think that when we begin to language things and, um, and then behave inconsistent with a particular language, we create an outcome. And I'm wondering, well, look, if we are behaving in the ways like, you know, all this, the, the doomsday shopping Now, not, not to say that action is not important, but I don't want people to get us wrong. I mean, we, I think it's important. Containment is important. I think the action of um, that we're taking to sort of limit exposure is important. But when the fear of what's to come that hasn't happened yet, when the fear gets so heightened, it creates a toxic environment that which can create the actual thing that they fear happening, right? I love what you just said. (sighs) And, you know, first I want to say you have a very unique perspective being that you are a doctor, so you Mm -hmm. understand the medical aspect, the the physiological, biological aspect, but because you are um, so profoundly aware of the mental and psychological aspect that really is truly running our lives and running our bodies, Mm -hmm. your perspective is very valuable and important, not just to um, us, the people who are your followers, but even the medical community, because you take a holistic approach. Mm. And with that, you know, with our current administration, there is a lot of talk of what's now termed post-truth, where people are having conversations about what is a fact, 
Mm. what is the what is the truth what is a lie and everything is open into interpretation Mm -hmm. and I think that we have such an amazing power within our mind to literally create reality yeah and I don't just mean that you just you think about something and you wish for it and it shows up Mm -mm. it's about your reality kind of creating a filter and what you see and the information that you get and even the information that you seek. Because mm. if, for example, we're talking about, you know, this coronavirus and fear, if someone, it, it becomes afraid and it becomes like an anxiety, a heightened anxiety, then they will look for things to confirm their fear. Mm-hmm. Even though there's information mm. out there that's contradictory or, you know, may have a different aspect or a whole nother mm-hmm. form of, you know, data. Right. They will I love completely it. ignore that. And mm. that's where I think we go wrong is because we want to be right. Yes. Oh, golly. That was the, oh, that's where we go wrong because we want to be right. <laughs> And it's so true. And it brings to light, you know, I do this work in NLP. I do this work with, you know, helping people really master their mindset and, um, and using the power and the magic of language and how language like really programs our brain. And, you know, cause you are a practitioner as well, you know, that, that, that power of language and, and, and the, the way it commands us to our, our behavior. It, it runs the show in the background. And so it reminds me of this, this particular um, principle, perception is projection. So you know what this is. This is like, you know, when you perceive something, you know, the, it's like the context is so decisive. When you perceive things a particular way, mm-hmm. your behavior will act in congruence with that and you will project a particular outcome. And, and so, you know, like if we say, oh, if, you know, someone says, oh, we're in a recession or we're heading towards a recession and then they begin to behave Mm -hmm. in such a way Mm -hmm. and, and, and take, you know, stop spending and take, and, you know, take hoard and doomsday shop and all of that stuff. And then let's say a thousand people, a million people, 3 million people begin to think in that same way. What do you think is going to actually happen? We're going to drive ourselves into a recession because the projection, the perception of creates the behavior, which projects the actual outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's not to say that certain actions shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be mindful of the possibilities, but we also need to be equally as mindful of how the fear, the heightened emotional state itself is driving the behavior that could actually lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy. Girl, you know, <laughs> we're talking you, some deep stuff here on this on this podcast. You, you really hold up the podcast. The <laughs> You're really talking about the root. And let me just speak on first. You talked about language. I remember a research study that I read in an anthropology class, and it they studied a tribe and recognize that this tribe, um, of course, they had language for certain colors, but when they were introduced to a color for which they had no name, they were not able to see it. Mm. So research has shown that your perception is very much related to your language. And 
to understand that really requires you use the word mindfulness and you know it's thrown around a lot yeah. but mindfulness is really about self-awareness mm-hmm. and when you recognize that then you understand how or you can understand how you're interpreting mm-hmm. which is really how you language things mm-hmm. and we really do have the power to choose which direction that's going to go in right and so you know when it comes to this whole when you you talk about projection that as a therapist that's really where i live in working with my clients mm-hmm. because um that is generally causing a lot of challenges in their life but they're not aware that they're doing it mm-hmm. too often we point to external things mm-hmm. and we say see there's the problem mm-hmm. but not recognizing that that person that behavior that relationship that job is really <laughs> truth truly it's just a manifestation of you and your own thoughts right and that's hard to that's hard for some people to process mm-hmm. because there's the evidence is out here yeah when you understand how we all do it in some capacity or another when we understand that people experiences they're like our projector screen like a yes. movie that's mm-hmm. playing out mm-hmm. so you you get to say oh well i think that character is bad I think this event, the, the movie's happening. Right. You're the one yep. doing the interpreting. You're the one watching. Yep. You're the one deciding, you know, the, the labeling yep. of each event that's happening. Mm-hmm. And that is what real responsibility is about. If you've ever had someone say to you, well, you must be angry and you're not angry. You're like, um, no, but that is coming <laughs> from your own mind. Right. And right. that is, that, that's our gift of creativity mm-hmm. and we can use it to really create what we want or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, it's so interesting. Like it's, I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. So like, you know, with this whole thing, this whole like situation that's happening in our country and the world, really, I mean, this is a, this is really a big thing that's happening. Um, as we, there, there are, there are facts. Right. There are facts. The fact is there are a lot of people with with who are who are being tested, who who are not been tested, who have had the symptoms. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of school closures happening. The -hmm. fact is that there are um, people that probably have it that have not been tested. The fact is that the system is not handling it very well. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I've been I'm on a lot of threads with my fellow um, physicians and, and the various healthcare providers that are out there and they are having a time with the system. It's like there's no leadership that's happening, right? So there's a lot, there are a lot of facts, right? That there's, there are now tests. There are people who are infected. There are people who are dying. This is worldwide. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Those are facts, right? We, those are things that we can actually see. And that's data. And then there are facts that we do not have yet. But then there's the fear of the facts that we do not have yet. Yes. And, and then there's the actions predicated on the facts that we do not have yet. Right? So it's all sort of intertwined and interrelated. And then the question for me is, okay, how do we begin to impact the outcome in a different kind of way? It's like, you know, when you're in the, a big crowd and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody else fire and everybody starts to run. 
or or on in 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 our and where I grew up, somebody yells "gun." <laughs> yeah, come on, me too. Come on, come on. <laughs> That's all the truth. And everybody starts to run. Yes. Right. Yes. And what happens? People fall down. People get trampled. Mm-hmm. Like it's a stampede. Right. So then how can, so that's what's happening. This is a, a worldwide stampede happening. Yes. Um, because there is this, this mass fear happening and not that the fear is not that the fear is invalid. Like I don't want to invalidate people's concerns. And at the same time, we want to get control of that and manage that and begin to like shift our thought process to more solution. And there is a lot of solution happening, right? You know, with the, with the containment strategies and with the testing, but by and large, a lot of what's occurring out in the world is fear-based action. So then how do we prevent, um, the the mayhem worsening the chaos worsening by shifting away from the fear shifting what do we shift towards we well, a solution is one but what do we shift towards like that's the that's the thing that i've been chewing on is like we need to shift our focus you know you said something very important you said i don't want to invalidate their fears. But what I think we can begin with is affirming, mm-hmm. affirming really, truly, and not to sound all spiritual, but we can go through the fire and still have peace. Peace. Come on now, sound spiritual. We can, now. Come still, on. We can do take all of the outward actions because that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. You know, yes. I'm going to wash my hands. I yes, will absolutely. not, you know, not standing next to anyone is popping. You know, <laughs> I'm going to do the outward actions to protect myself. But what are we doing to protect our sanity, mm. to protect our vision for our life going forward? Because things still have to happen. That's right. You know, we still, some people, we still got to go to work. We still got to pay bills. We still got to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. You still got to still have a life. Yep. Interact, connect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do I show up? And I think it's a, it's a simple thing, but it's not a small thing mm-hmm. to ask someone really, we know that this is something serious out there in the world, but would you just be willing to take a few moments and look at yourself? Right. Look at how you're responding. Right. Consider that with anxiety, and, you know, th- that everyone talks about anxiety now. And, you know, it's really, it, I, anxiety is a negative feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So I think that something is happening out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I might get a disease. And then thinking about it, my heart might start pounding. Your mm-hmm. nervous system is activated and you know about this. Yes, right. So I might have, my hands might start to shake. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm having these reactions, that just affirms in my mind, that I have a reason to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And then more negative thoughts come. And then the part of your brain that is responsible for logic and reasoning, your prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. that's like the leader mm-hmm. shuts down. Right. Because you're in fight or flight mode. Absolutely. So that means I'm ready to act. I'm not thinking. Because mm-hmm. in a real, real situation where a lion is chasing you, you don't have time to think. 
Right. You don't have time to go to the bathroom. So your digestive system shuts down. Right. You need to go and you need to run and you need to run now. Right. So what happens is that part of us is activated mm-hmm. when we read the, read the news or mm-hmm. when we're talking to a friend or when we're on social media. Mm-hmm. And so you're not, you're reacting instead of responding. Right. So I'm saying all that to say is that in this, in, in this, in, in this culture, in our country, and in this time, we have access to so much information. Mm-hmm. So we can take just some responsibility to decide to take in the information that will affirm our peaceful state of mind, that mm-hmm. will affirm hope, that will mm-hmm. affirm, affirm some sense of focus, mm-hmm. some sense of self-trust. Mm-hmm. Because every single day, there will be things that happen outside of our control. Mm-hmm. If it's not a virus, it could be another car. It could mm-hmm. be another person doing what they do, living their lives. Mm-hmm. There's so much in this world that we can't control. And really, mm-hmm. anxiety is about not being able to control. Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and, you know, just to put it in perspective, I'll read you this post that, <clears throat> because it's so funny, you got to put things in perspective, right? And I'm going to read this post that I read to you earlier when I was in the doomsday line at Costco today. Girl. <laughs> 10, 15, the doors open at 10 o'clock, the line's around the corner. I'm like, can I just get like my five things? Um, <laughs> and, if exactly. you, and you said something really great to me. If you stay prepared, if you stay prepared, then there's, you don't have to be always, you don't have to get prepared at the last minute. Exactly. So, you know, it's, I love what you said. Like you, you have to, we have to take a moment and look at us, look, how are we responding? And, and, you know, not only is the, the, the fear and the anxiety heightening, but the anger is heightening. Girl, there are some, you know, talk about projection. Go ahead. Girl, (laughs) I, there were some, there's been some talk in our community about events that are some, a lot of events are being canceled. There are a couple of events that have not been. And um, there's like these hate posts, people are getting slayed. And I understand that people feel in some kind of way that um, so-and-so didn't cancel an event. And now there's, you know, there's either no refunds or there's a credit or there's, you know, whatever. Cause we had to cancel an event that was all the way in June. That was going to be in June because we don't know what's going on. And I know that some bad business decisions are being made out there. However, the level of, of, of projected hate and projected anger, which is basically derived from fear, because you know there's only two emotions, mm-hmm. love and fear, right? So then the fear, when you can't get a hold of the fear, what does it turn to? It turns to anger, like it's projected as anger, right? And so, you know, there's there's, we have to get control of that. We, we have to like reel that back in and then keep focusing back on the solution and, and really begin to look at, okay, what can, how can I be a part of the solution? Not from a place of fear, but from a place of knowing that this is all going to turn out in the way that, that it's going to all turn out. It's going to be okay. So this, this leads me to this post, right? Yes. Posted, posted by, uh, shout out to Dr. Lulu. Um, my colleagues, uh, in 2001, anthrax is going to kill us. In 2002, West Nile virus is going to kill us. In 2003, SARS is going to kill us. In 2005, bird flu is going to kill us. In 2006, E. coli is going to kill us. 
In 2008, the financial collapse is going to kill us. In 2009, swine flu, and I do remember that, is going to kill us. <laughs> In 2012, the Mayan calendar predicts the end of the world. In 2013, North Korea is going to cause World War III. In 2014, Ebola virus is going to kill us. In 2015, ISIS is going to kill us. In 2016, Zika virus girl, is going to kill us. In 2018, Nipah virus is going to kill us. And in 2020, coronavirus is going to kill us. Now, you know, I, I, this is not to diminish the, 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 you know, all of this that's going on, but it is to bring it into perspective. I mean, how, that's like 20 years <laughs> of stuff that at the time we did not have a solution for. You know, so there were a lot of comments posted on that, obviously, on that mm -hmm. thread. You can imagine people who did not agree with that, that post. But mm -hmm. the perspective was, oh, they had this or they had antibody. They had. But no, the, the, really, at the time, we didn't know. At the time, we didn't have a solution. At the time, there were no tests. We had to, we had to come with that, like, in the moment, just like we're having to come with a lot of new stuff in the moment. The stuff is, you know, it's spreading quickly. It, I remember when um, that the H1N1 swine flu, when that when that came out, and the 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 flu vaccine ran out, which didn't even cover it anyway. And people were like, like you know, they were like wilding out. <laughs> and I was still in practice, and and so I, we have to put this in context. There's a saying: "This too shall pass." Mm -hmm. right and uh, I know that's a bit cliche but for, for me um, I keep that in perspective everything in, in, in everything in my life this too shall pass when good things are happening this mm -hmm. too shall pass when bad things are happening this too shall pass like this this is the journey this is the roller coaster of of life of our community of society mm -hmm. and every year is going to be something or every two years is going to be something Mm -hmm. And so all there is to do is be solution focused and try to like really get control of these, of the heightened emotion. Like obviously there's a reaction, but that reaction causes an outcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So we can choose. Yep. Be at to the be cause, the cause, right? Oh. <laughs> Oh, we can choose to be at the effect of everything that is constantly everyday happening in the world. I remember when the, when the year 2000 came and oh, they said the computers were going to Y2K. To <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't in there. <laughs> Girl. As you were reading it and it was the same thing. People yep. were shopping and was stockpiling and I guess what? I had to go to work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked in IT at the time. Girl. And life went on and i think <coughs> really what we're talking about it is my belief that while it's so important and relevant right now it is really the theme that uh, keeps us separated that keeps us small that keeps us focusing on all of the negative visions that we could ever imagine and really that's fear and we all know fear very personally Mm -hmm. until we decide to develop a new relationship with it. Mm. Yeah. And 
that's I think it does take it takes a little bit of work it takes it because it's different than what the general public would have you think about fear that's right we justify why we need to be afraid yes and really when you look at any time you've been like if you have high anxiety you are not you should you, you're not driving good mm-hmm. you're not having a real good conversations you're not fun to be around Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be able to make a whole lot of money because Mm -hmm. you are not really what I call being online. You ain't online, you Mm -hmm. offline. Mm -hmm. And so really, when we really look at the data and look at the result of what happens to your mind and body, you don't function well. Right. When you're in that state of fear in any area of your life. Right. And that is the thing that I think we really have to take responsibility for. We can blame it on a virus or whatever all day long Mm -hmm. we have to take responsibility for how we are processing things Mm -hmm. how we're showing up Mm -hmm. how we are expecting things to occur in the future right that's the only thing that we really can control right that's it and i even want to bring it down to the molecular level like you know when we when we are when that fear is activated physiologically, when that fear is activated, it's a source of stress on our bodies. And you get that like high cortisol release, you know, by the adrenal glands. And then when you're like sustaining and sustained in that heightened level of fear Mm -hmm. and stress and that heightened level of fight fight or flight, and you had that sympathetic system is like constantly going, it has an impact on your immune system. Absolutely. it does. So as you are, you know, in this space of fear and panic you're actually tanking your immune system you're tanking your immune system and you ain't even got coronavirus <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're tanking your immune system oh just from the fear and the stress that yes. the fear and panic causes on your body in itself so if you don't want to like you don't have to agree with the spiritual with the yes. with the, the linguistic with the with the if you want to call it woo you know like i just had i just recorded um a episode with this doc uh who does eft talk we, we called it let your woo shine uh, oh, <laughs> nice so, yeah so it's like you know if you think this is all woo woo talk hey i'm good with that like i'm i'm proudly granola and woo right <laughs> but you you want to look at it at the physiological level you know that that sustained stress it has a negative impact on the immune system it absolutely does. You want to protect yourself from the virus if you're out there. And especially, you know, I, I just have to give love to the docs that are out there on the front line because, absolutely. you know, you got, you all are just, I know you're dealing with the system. You're dealing with the, the patients. Yes. You're dealing with all of that. Like all of, yes. all of y'all who are out there who are on the front lines, thank you. Um, and I know that some of you are, experiencing some of that heightened anxiety so you know as cliche and as as you know unpopular as this sounds you do have to like be mindful of your space protect your space by um you know doing that breathing that so many people talking about like stop doing that pause and and knowing that you can get through this you know and taking it one step at a time taking it one breath at a time you know one minute at a time right? Um, I was on a yoga mat. So yoga is my practice that keeps me sane. And it was really interesting because yesterday on the mat, um, I had one of those, 
my mental practice was much different, much more difficult than my, my physical practice. Like mm -hmm. my, my mind was racing. There was so many things mm -hmm. going on in my head. Right. And, and so it made the physical part hard because I was not, I couldn't mm -hmm. focus. It really made the physical part of my practice extremely difficult. And then there was a point where I just said, okay, <clears throat> one more breath, one more breath, <sighs> one more breath, <sighs> inhale, exhale. <sighs> and I literally had to like break it down into an inhale and an exhale. And, you know, one more breath, one more step, one more posture, one more minute, one more hour, you know, one step at a time to get me through that practice. And, and at the end of it, it was, it was really a revelation. Like sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes the mental practice is so much harder than the physical practice, but the mental, pra the mental what goes on in our heads impacts our physical performance. Mm -hmm. It so impacts our physical performance. So mm -hmm. for the docs on the front lines, you know, as cliche as it sounds, just it's like you, when you get to that wall, when you get to that point, because I know some docs have said, like, this is the thing that'll make me walk out the door and leave medicine. This is the thing that's going to push me over the edge. Just like, one breath, one breath, one patient, the next room, you know, like just get through the day <laughs> and then make sure you do go lock yourself in the bathroom for 15 minutes or something. Yes. <laughs> get that, get that quiet time, you know, <clears throat> make sure you communicate to your family. Look, I, this is boundaries. We talked a little bit about this is make you communicate with your family. Look, I need your help so that I can, after my very hard day, just come down a little bit. You know, I just need 15 minutes, just that much. Make sure you sleep. Cause you know, people are not sleeping and that, that, that plays into the, so this is part of the, you know, we talked, you talked about earlier, I love it, getting at the source of it, right? And sometimes getting at the source of it doesn't mean getting at the source of saving the world. It means getting at the source of saving yourself. Absolutely. And so, yeah, so like, let's be responsible for ourselves, for our mind. Um, I would say, I don't want to say mindset, but that is kind of it, right? For our, our, our space of thinking, um, for our reaction, reactions versus responses. Exactly. You know, and be aware that, we are at the source, whether we like it or not, mm -hmm. of what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. We are at the source, whether we like it or not, of what's about to happen. So we can drive it with fear or we can drive it with something else. Yes. That is, ah, oh, you said a mouthful there. Because it's hard to have anxiety when you're focused in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking it one breath at a time, you're just present at that moment with your breath. Mm -hmm. And generally in that moment, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's mm -hmm. nothing to worry about in that moment. In that moment. If you're safe, you are safe. Mm -hmm. And that's where the practice is for us to continuously 
stay in reminding ourselves, stay in affirming that we are safe. Yep. In this moment, in this moment, you are safe. And, and in the next it. moment, you are safe. And it is only this moment, right? That's it. Yeah. And that's all you have control over. That's all you have, we control, have control over. We don't have control over next week. That's right. <laughs> or next month. That's right. And that's, that's really, I think, where our power is mm-hmm. when dealing with not just this, but definitely this issue. Right. Um, but also everything else. Absolutely. Because how are we going to live life once this does pass? Mm-hmm. Then what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how you do anything look how you do anything is how you do everything right so that's important to recognize it mm-hmm. might be a little challenging for some because you want to justify mm-hmm. why you feel the way you feel but the reality is you get to choose right. how you interact I always tell my clients your power is always your decision that's right and that's your power of decision mm-hmm. so I am grateful for people like you yeah. Who are really truly on the front lines. You might not be seeing patients in the capacity that you were, mm-hmm. but being able to support the people who do, mm-hmm. being able to stand in that space and affirm them and be there as a colleague, mm. I think that is amazing. And, you know, that's how we get through anything is as a community. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just, I'm grateful for you as well. And the work that you do, especially the work you do in trauma, because there are so much, and and I speak to, from our profession, there's so much of us who deal with that on a daily basis. They do, we deal with the trauma of our past. We deal with the trauma of our training. We're dealing with this, this right here is is a traumatic circumstance. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And how, you know, we are as physicians, um, already abused inside the system, but then yet when the things like this happen, I mean, the docs on the front lines are getting slayed. Yeah. And so this is, it's important to have people like you for when people wake up <laughs> and they're Thank ready you. to deal with that trauma. They're ready Thank to you. deal with whatever that background thing is that they can't see or are unconscious of that, um, you know, is, is impacting them. And I'm also appreciative because you are like, um, a sister warrior in the work that, in the work that's being done with the unconscious mind. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of us doing that kind of work. Cause this, that's the work that goes beyond, you know, there's the mindset work, right? Mm-hmm. And ain't nothing wrong with mindset work. Absolutely. Ain't nothing wrong with that's where it starts. Absolutely. But then in the work that we do in in you know in your in your therapy and the hypnosis and the NLP yeah. and that's like that's like the deeper dive into the unconscious mind. Yes. That's where you really get it at the root cause. And I'm grateful to not only have um, you in my life to be able to like talk shop with, to like have these kind of conversations. You know, I'm in the car and I'm like, yo, can we, can we get on zoom this afternoon? You know, we got to yes. do this, you know, nice. and, and you just, just to have these conversations with, to have someone who is right alongside me in this, in this game, in this, this um, game of transformation. Yeah. So thank you. I, you know, I thank you. And I actually humbly receive that because it's, our work is 
truly, truly what we do is to help people live their best life, whether or not they realize it. And to remind people of their power. Mm -hmm. And I always talk about being self-led because if you're not taking that position, then who's leading your life? Right. (laughs) And that is something that is not often discussed. And one thing I just wanted to add really quickly. Mm-hmm. When you talked about the mind-body connection and the overactivation and how it impacts your nervous system, um, what came to mind was the research of, I believe his name is Cannon, and he wanted to understand this voodoo death where people were um, cursed and mm-hmm. they would, you know, to die. Yes. And they would actually die. So the mm-hmm. scientists wanted to recognize, like, how is this happening? Because, you know, they, have, they're not, they don't believe in that. Right. What they actually found is that because the person had thought they had seen it happen in real life, mm-hmm. when it happened to them, they had an overactivation of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic going up and down, up and down, spiking to the point where they would literally like have heart attacks. Wow. That is the power of your mind. So yes. it wasn't that they were cursed. It was the fear that was causing them their blood pressure to spike mm-hmm. and they would literally fear themselves to death. Wow. That to is deep. I just wanted to give you that example of how we really do create, yes. how oh, we yeah. interpret, how we accept mm-hmm. what is given to us as reality. Cause we can, mm-hmm. people say facts and this is fact and this is not a fact, but really you have the ability to decide within your system, Mm-hmm. how you want to interpret it. Yeah. And that's really what working with trauma is about mm-hmm. because there's there's a place in you that is stuck and it's usually stuck in time mm-hmm. and it's stuck in an experience, but you continue to live your life through the filter of that experience, mm-hmm. which is really fear. Wow. So, yeah. I'm grateful. Wow. Wow. This has been an amazing conversation. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, promo my sister here. So um, you gotta, you gotta let, the people know if they want to be a part of your world, your conversation, if they want to work with you, how do they do that? Thank you. I am on Facebook and my name is changing to the whole therapist. It's already changed on Instagram to the Mm -hmm. whole therapist. Mm -hmm. And you can also always um, Google Sarita Ibrahim, but I, you can find me anywhere at the whole therapist and we can continue these conversations, particularly around growth. Yes. We can do that subconscious. And you have a Facebook, you have a couple of Facebook groups too, right? I do. I have a Facebook group that's just for women. (laughs) and that group is black women loving and leading from the inside out Mm. and i just have a new group that i open to continue these conversations which is constructive conversations between black men and women yeah all about healing all about healing all about healing and healing in our community too it's very very important very important awesome <laughs> well, I'm gonna have you make sure that you send me all your social media links so I can put them in the show notes. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, even though it's, it's a bonus episode, we talked about a lot of things. We covered a lot of deep topics. It's important that people know who you are, know what you have to provide, know what you have to to, to contribute um, to them and to the world. And I, this is the first of many conversations we already have talked about doing a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> podcast 
boom. I'm like, you got I'm gonna I'm I'm become a professional podcaster. <laughs> if I learn how to, if I learn how to monetize this, I'm gonna I become a professional it. podcaster. <laughs> but yeah, you know, thank you so much for just um being a part of the conversation today, being so willing to do this um, at such short notice and uh, be for me to be an interruption of your day because I know you have some other work to do. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. I've, thor- I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Awesome. And then, of course, you guys know um, how to be, how to reach me, drmaisha.com. And make sure you, you know, you share this. This is a bonus episode, but make sure you comment, you share just the like, and um, we look forward to seeing you on our next regular episode. All right, y'all have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you'd write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression, and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D-R-M-A-I-Y-S-H-A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.